the, the Tony Dilt Podcast. Hello again and welcome to the show. Let's get to meet my guest. Adenike Lanley. I love it when I pronounce my name like that. Like I take like I take my name seriously and other people's names anyway. So yeah, Adenike Lanley, she's a radio broadcaster and also a voice artist. She has one of the best narrative voices in the industry. Trust me, she does. Uh, she's a very fine reader. But one thing that uh, stands her out is a professionalism and a willingness to share her radio knowledge. Why radio? Why radio? I honestly do not know what else I'd be doing if I wasn't on radio. Um, I sometimes make fun of myself that, you know, as big as I am, I'm not certain I can do anything else with myself. <laughs> so why radio? What else? <laughs> you know. How did you get into radio? How did I get into radio? I was 19 and clueless. I just wanted to find a place to intern. The state radio OGBC was, you know, was the closest to my school. So I went over, I went to drop my C-West letter there. They saw what I never saw in myself and um, I'm thankful. And, uh, you know, here I am today. Who are your biggest influences on radio? The late Dan Foster. I can't believe I'm actually using late for him. He was a major influence. May his soul rest well. He was. Not only did I listen to him uh, for two years, I also watched him broadcast live. And it was a humbling experience for me. My father was also a broadcaster. So he also, you know, unknowingly was a major influence too. My father really, you know, he spoke really well. And he used to do jingles. He had this really beautiful voice. And, you know, he spoke beautifully well. What's your journey been like? How would you describe your journey? The highs, the lows, the in-betweens? Radio has been quite eventful, you know, but I still don't feel all that fulfilled, you know, not yet. I feel there's a lot that I haven't given to radio, uh, but I'm thankful all the same. Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty grateful. I've gone from being barely appreciated, you know, to working with people, bosses, colleagues who loved me and who, you know, who loved listening to me. Uh, it has been a good ride so far, you know, no regrets. What do you look for in a radio talent? What do I look for in a radio talent? A great or very confident voice. You can just tell. I also look out for ease. Yes, E-A-S-E, ease. There is this particular ease that um, that uh, permeates great broadcasters. Like you can, you can almost touch it. They don't try too hard. It's just, it comes easy to them. You know, you can wake them up in the middle of the night to conduct a grade A interview and they will deliver like no other. That ease, you know it when you see it, you know. How do you approach your show prep? My approach to show prep can be a bit intense because I just want everything to run smoothly. Even if it is a music show, you know, everything has to be smooth. Uh, at the back of my head, I sort of tell myself that, you know, everything is about the listener. And as much as it's about the listener, it's also about me because I have to be in the right frame of mind, you know, to be able to deliver quality content to my listener. Also, uh, talking about my listener, I'm always very like, okay, what's she thinking about this fine Thursday morning? 
Uh, what would he like to listen to? How is he doing? His health? What is he thinking about? Of course, I don't have the answers to all those, you know, to all those questions. But I'm just saying that, you know, I just think about my listener a lot. And um, I take note of everything in life, you know, traffic, kids, radio stations. Yes, I listen to all stations. I listen to a lot of radio stations, rather, uh, family, banking, and sometimes the social media. I mean, everything helps in generating content and then uh, prepping adequately uh, for my show. And I talked about social media also. I try as much as possible not to depend on social media uh, these days because everyone has, virtually everyone has access to social media. Virtually every broadcaster has access to social media. So I don't want to say, I don't want to talk about what you are likely to talk about. So I try as much as possible not to rely heavily on social media. Also, my notes app is always on standby by for anything that looks like content uh, to be discussed on my show or program. And lastly, uh, my show prep involves a lot of writing. Uh, I write a lot, you know, everything I want to do, every, everything I want to talk about, the kind of music I'd like to play. I just make sure that, you know, I pencil everything down in my, you know, in my chota. What's the inspiration behind your Instagram series, Radio Lessons? Uh, my Instagram series, Radio Lessons, what inspired Radio Lessons? Tony Do, you, shout out to you. Like, thank you so much. Before I started doing visuals, I'd been writing articles and regular, you know, IG posts for some time, you know, sharing radio tips from time to time, you know. But one day, Tony Do sent me a message advising me to start doing videos. I actually didn't want to. I didn't want to do that because I was not, you know, I wasn't really a visual person. Another reason I fell in love with radio, you know, like nobody can see your face. But I eventually caved in and here we are. So once again, thank you so much, Tony Do. Who has been your favorite guest on radio? Uh, my favorite guest, um, to Professor Cassie Garibar and uh, Genevieve Inaji. Professor Cassie Garibar actually served uh, briefly as a chief economic advisor under former president, Dr. Goodluck Jonathan. I really enjoyed speaking with her because uh, she was very warm. Uh, she's very knowledgeable, of course, she's a professor. Very knowledgeable and um, she was very easy to talk to. Yes, let me say that, very easy to talk to. Genevieve Inaji, she's a veteran uh, Nollywood actor. Uh, she was. Um, she answered all my questions. All my questions, no airs whatsoever. She was so easy to speak with, very easy to speak with. And uh, she was not condescending in any way. I just liked her. She was, you know, she was just very kind. Yeah. Who's been your worst radio guest? My worst radio guest. Let me just keep quiet. <laughs> that I can understand. How would you describe the role of the NBC in broadcast regulation in light of recent events like NSARS and, of course, the Twitter ban? Okay, here's what I think. The earlier broadcasters realized that the NBC, as a relic of the military regime, is for the government and not for the broadcaster, the better for everyone. For example, look at the unfortunate Twitter ban. Look at how the NBC quickly swooped in excuse me, licking the federal government's behind, you know, gagging stations immediately from using Twitter, you know, sending letters and stuff. A ban that was even legal and utterly draconian. But the NBC really doesn't care about illegality, especially when it is being perpetrated by the government. 
it is the government's mouthpiece because when you realize that, you know, it's under the Ministry of Information, you know that they speak for the government. So you must understand that the commission was not created for you, the broadcaster. It is a government agency. What do you think about podcasts? And um, in your view, how do they compare to radio? Maybe because I live in Nigeria, where unlimited data is still like a luxury to a lot of people. But I don't like comparing podcasts to radio. This is like apples and oranges. Podcasts to me, podcasts to me are like radio programs, not radio stations. You get me. The beauty of it is that um, you're not forced to listen to shows or programs that you do not like. You get to choose your programs. You get to choose those programs. You get to choose the shows. You get to choose the presenters. You as a listener, you get to decide what or who to listen to. And I think that, you know, that's beautiful. It's incredible. Let's talk music. Music you like, music you enjoy, music you listen to a lot. What top five songs and artists are your playlist right now? Uh, five songs on my playlist. One, Don't See Oye Yeah, I love it. Uh, Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music, uh, Jire. I love it. Uh, Commander by Buju, absolutely beautiful. It's not a new song, but I love it so much. Uh, then there's this one, Olamide and Jay Wills. It's titled Jayla. It's absolutely beautiful. I love it too. And lastly, there's this uh, group from South Africa, Black Diamond. They have this song uh, called Summer Yomuthi. It's like I listen to it almost every day. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. So those five songs, yeah. What are your three worst pet peeves? My three worst pet peeves. Ah, One, being late. I cannot tolerate people who have no regard for other people's time. Uh, two, there's something very annoying about people who love to name drop. Like it's a proper pet peeve for me. And lastly, being in traffic. <laughs> I'm almost at a stage in my life where I consider it a phobia, you know, like the moment I spot traffic ahead of me, I just lose it completely. I lose it. <laughs> just think I live in Lagos, but <laughs> What legacy would you want to leave behind? That I genuinely cared for the craft, honestly. Like, if you know me, you'd know that's the truth about me. Radio means a lot to me. It really does. And I want people to know that I loved radio and I genuinely cared, you know, for broadcasting. Adenike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Tony Doe. Like, I had a fantastic time with you. Thank you, and uh, God bless you. If you enjoyed the podcast, do me a favor and tell somebody about it. Let them check it out as well. Also, if you'd like to support, the links are in the show notes on how you can do that. Thank you for listening.